AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Well, you already know that October is Women's Health Issues Month, and I am so excited to speak to a woman who I admire. Her life is one that certainly has many roles connected to it, and yet she has still found a way to make sure that her health is a priority. One of the things that I love about hearing from her is the reality that many of us face is that it is difficult to remind ourselves when we are running everyone else's world that we also have to take time to care for ourselves. Before we dive into discussing her health, we first lay a foundation about really understanding who she is, how she came to be, and how she transitioned into a life that is beyond her wildest dreams. I think this is really important because so often we spend so much time focusing on where we want to go and who we want to be that we don't consider how am I going to take care of myself when I get there. Fortunately, Dr. Jackie Green is going to help us make sure that you take care of you every step of the way. Let's get into it. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good. Thank you for doing this with me. I'm excited. You look so pretty. Thank you. So do you always, though. Always. <laughs> now, when I first met you, you were a dentist. I don't feel like you were doing a lot of speaking, if any. Um, I don't even know if you was like praying before someone else got up to speak or praying after they spoke. And and now, now I would say things are much different. Can you talk to me a little bit first about... <laughs> your roots, how you started, (laughs) how you started as a dentist, you know, and then that transition from that into ministry. So mama and daddy are both 
um, in the medical profession. They're both pharmacists. Okay. They didn't get to deal with people enough. And I like people a little bit. So I wanted to go into the medical profession, but I wanted to deal with people. Ended up shadowing a dentist. And I was like, I can do this. She was a black girl, African. And um, I was like, okay. So I know my path. I went to dental school. It went well. It was really hard. I, I found Jesus for real in dental school. <laughs> um, I thought I knew him before. I didn't know him at all. Still. So um, we went through a kind of unlearning what this is and obedience and surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go through this whole journey. I meet this guy in college named Travis. He really rocked my world. <laughs> um, really radical guy. Loved the Lord. Had never met a guy that loved God more than his reputation. Mm-hmm. So we end up kind of dating a little bit. And from there, we start dating kind of off and on. I named him and my phone is never again. Oh, really? He took me on a couple roller coasters. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we end up going through all of that, getting married starting a church. I never practiced dentistry for real, for real. Okay. So as I was graduating dental school, I ended up pregnant with our first child. Mm. And from there, I ended up being put on bed rest. We ended up lunch in the ministry. And here goes ministry. I felt like God did me unfair because he knew that we were going to be called in the ministry. And he did not prepare me, sis. So I'm up there shaking, crying, sweating. All of this, the first time I ever preached. Travis asked me to like do the welcome and I'm crying to my mama. And I'm like, God, you knew you were sovereign. You're omnipotent. You are all everything, right. So I just felt very um, unprepared, went through a long journey of trying to find my identity. And that's been the fight of whole I, um, owning my permission, owning my identity and getting to the place where I love myself enough to like live it out in the uh, public. Now, did you grow up, your parents are from Ghana, is that right? Mm -hmm. My daddy's Ghanaian, my mommy's American. Okay, so what was that like for you growing up? So it was really hard for me because my dad actually made a decision to go back to his homeland of West Africa when I was only four. Um, I didn't understand at the time. He wanted to go back to pour into his homeland, set up pharmaceutical companies and um, do all these antiretrovirals. All I know is I'm a four year old little girl and my daddy's gone. One day he's here. My mom was very, very devoted to Travis. I said to Travis, my brother and I. Mm -hmm. And so it really didn't make sense to me why he would leave us, although I understood it was a good cause. My mom did the best she could helping us understand culture that was a big deal for him to have the gifting that he had to be able to go back and pour into his homeland. And they, they understood love differently. They believed that setting up life for their children and leaving legacy was actually love more than actually being present. Mm. So she did help bridge the gap, but I dealt with a lot of abandonment and eject- rejection um, issues because of his leaving for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I, I, that I, that makes sense on paper, right? Um, even though I know that those experiences can be quite common. As you started like shifting into giving yourself permission, how did you reconcile like giving yourself permission to forgive, release, let go? Like how did you walk that process out? It was tough and it took time. Mm. I would say one of the most pivotal things that happened for me, sis, was the ability to be honest. 
I think for a long time, the, the journey of permission for me and like owning my identity was one to stop lying to say that it was everybody else's fault. So it was daddy's fault. And true, he had a role to play that it was Travis fault because he didn't support me enough because he's this star that was, you know, in celebrity and all these different things. Or I felt like, you know, if I didn't show up to our church that everybody could go on without me. So I did a lot of outward projecting because underneath it was a lot of fear. I was afraid because I had been taught that through dentistry, you cross every T and dot every I. And if you can't do it perfectly, then you just don't do it. When I was able to be honest and just say, Jackie, no, you're scared. And you don't really know what this life of being a novice in ministry and Christendom looks like. I started to come to know like, all right, baby girl, you did it. You might've went shaking, but you did it. And I started celebrating those wins. I cried through it. Um, but it really started to fuel this life of like uncovering and unwrapping. And I started to feel a level of freedom that I had never experienced before as I began to be honest with myself and stop making it everybody else's fault. Okay, so I feel like that's a word within itself because so often we want to experience change. We want to become healthier for our families. We want to be become healthier in the way that we see ourselves. But the reality is when we want that change, we ultimately want someone to come unlock it for us. We want yes. someone else to come and do the work and roll up the sleeves and make me feel better about myself, make me feel smart, make me feel intelligent, make me feel powerful. And we are scavengers for people to help complete what can only be completed through intimacy with God and authenticity with ourselves. How do you practice that? from a in a daily like there's is it an epiphany moment that comes or what is this like daily practice of really living out the truth of who you are in any given moment and standing by that truth i had to get some real um boundaries around things that were must for me and then things that I couldn't do. So for me, I had to get to the place where I was consistent in time with the Lord. A lot of times I was looking for all this external affirmation because I just wasn't letting the Lord sing the song of the Lord over me and speak about who he said I was enough. So rather than knowing who I was, I was always looking for other people to tell me. So a practice of actually consistent time with the Lord, 6 a.m., getting in his word, he really became very serious with me about like abiding with him. And that means like staying with him, not like, girl, you know, you have a high moment and this is good, yeah. but no, Lord, I'm going to set a time, a place, a space where it's just you and I, where we can dig through this nasty, ugly stuff that might've hurt me or broke me in the past to actually uh, uncover some things that would help me to go forward. And another part of that was facing my brokenness. So I had a real big hair journey where I lost the a good bit of my hair because my mom put two chemicals in my hair. And that was a real big part of my um, owning who I was too. Um, I had hid underneath uh, extensions and weave for so much of my life. And so I think a big part of me was cutting off my hair, doing the big chop, uh, so to speak, was like a big part of me. Like, no, I'm going to go after this part of me. And I feel like what I was reflecting on the outside was really a show of what was happening to me internally, where the Lord was coming to say, I can heal this stuff that you are un that you're now uh, of not afraid to hide. Like if you keep hiding it, I can't heal it. But if you'll show it to me, then I'll actually come in like the good surgeon I am to actually recover all. I'll cut you and heal you at the same time. And he was so beautiful and such a good father and able to do that in a way that was helpful for me. So I would say um, time with the Lord and honesty and consistently being with him and being honest with him just truly helped me to kind of progress forward. 
Sweater weather, is that you? Ladies, I'm all for this season, but don't let this cool air fool you. You'll start laying your clothes and run up on a sweaty little secret. Remember, odor isn't just an underarm thing. It's an all over thing. And thanks to our friends over at Loom, we have access to clinically proven whole body deodorant that provides 72 hour odor protection. Trust and believe it's going to keep us fresh this fall. And what I like most about Loom are the unexpected benefits of their cool cucumber wipes when I require extra protection for special moments. Who knew they would be so handy? Now you're probably wondering what makes Loom unique and different from any other deodorant. So let me spill the tea. It was created by an OBGYN, stops odor before it even starts, and is the first whole body deodorant of its kind. Not to mention in just a few years, Loom has won the hearts of millions, having earned about 200,000 five-star reviews and counting. With reviews like that, I highly recommend Loom Starter Pack for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Loom Starter Pack with code EVOLVE at loompodcast.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit loompodcast.com and use code EVOLVE. So I want to ask you if I would have heard this, you know, 20 years ago and um, I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Like I go into my closet. I'm like, God, it ain't working. Mine is broke. (laughs) Mine is. (laughs) Hello. Like mine is broke. Like (laughs) it's hard to explain for me practically what you what you just said, maybe you can do a better job than I can. But for someone's listening and they're like, I want to build this intimacy. I want the song of the Lord to be singing over me. I want to feel really in tune with my faith outside of a moment at church, but as a part of my daily walk, like what am I, what am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to think? What am I looking for in those moments? I think I got used to looking just for being with him, number one, Mm. because I think a lot of reasons why we stop, like we're in that time where we feel like it's not working is we feel as if I come for this specific thing. Uh. I came to recognize because of walking a journey with God that I obviously don't know how this is supposed to go. And so I gave up on me feeling like I had the proper diagnosis and prescription for my life to just go into time with him where it might be sometimes where I would turn on a worship song and I might cry my eyes out to uh, Maverick City. And that's there might have been something that spoke out in that song about like, I am the one you love. And I started to say, OK, if God is saying this about me, like I would start to ask myself, do you really believe that? And so I would start to journal like, OK, I believe that you love me when I do good. And so it was starting to uncover in my journal things that were actually lies that the enemy had planted because he's the father of lies. And so I would start to interrogate. The Bible talks about how we should take every thought captive. I would start to, through listening to worship songs or maybe reading a passage of scripture where I might not have read, I didn't might. I may not have read a whole chapter, but I might have read a verse that stuck out to me. I say this all the time that you read the Bible until the Bible reads you. (laughs) So there may be one verse that jumps out and it's like, "Mm, why did behold stop me like that? (laughs) And I would start to look up words and I would almost follow the breadcrumbs. It was like the Lord was 
painting out this little path that I could follow. And he would start to reveal like you're dealing with unforgiveness in this area. And when you read this particular verse where the Bible is talking about you should forgive because I first forgiven you, you're having a hard time with this. And so he would start to uncover as the good shepherd that he is what I was actually dealing with. And as a result, I would just start to interrogate and investigate. I would cry sometimes, write things down in my journal or, oh, there you go, asking for permission from this person again. So things that would come up in me that I had dealt with, he would say, like, you're you're wanting them to like your hair or the thing that you changed about yourself. Can you like the fact that I like it? So he would start to ask me questions. And I think it was a process of learning to do those kinds of things where I would kind of investigate where I was, how I was doing, through song, through worship, through prayer. And it would kind of uh, kind of bring together, I guess, like these different chapters of what I needed to um, navigate through that would lead me further and further in my progression of walking forward in freedom. There's two things you said that I find so intriguing. The first one is when you're first starting off and you want to hear from God and you set up prayer time, you set up meditation to go into it with an open spirit, not a concentrated focus. And that open spirit is literally just to dwell with God. And that being foundational in your prayer time and your meditation time will alleviate this pressure to try and feel like God say something to me or God speak to me about this or God give me an answer about that. Instead, it's just I want to experience what it feels like for all of my attention, all of my thoughts, all of my focus to be pointed towards heaven. And for me, sometimes like I have so much going on in my mind that I have mm. to bring into my mind the things that remind me of God. When I'm staring at the ocean, I'm like, it ain't no way you can tell me. It's a whole world going on underneath there. There's no way you can't tell me that God isn't real. When I look at my life, when I look at a woman having a child, I'm like, there's just no way that we all started off in a woman. Those things elevate my thoughts and help me to remember just how exalted God is above Ooh. my issues, above my concerns, above my worries and my doubts. And that's who I want to get to know. What kind of mind is this? What kind of spirit is this that would allow for these things to work together, but never to converge in such a way that causes damage? And I think that interrogation is beautiful. The other thing you said is about holding every thought captive, which, you, of course, I've heard that. But for the first time, I thought about it in a military context. And when they take someone captive, they are interrogating them. They have taken them captive for a reason. And a lot of times I think we identify the thought as something that needs to be arrested, but we don't interrogate the thought to get down to the bottom of the truth of what we're looking for or whether or not that is a truth that we can accept because not every truth is ours to own. Some truths are everyone else, someone else's experience. And I think that that's just, um, that's that's going to be really edifying for people. When Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, what you said is so true about that journey of um, the continuing of the interrogation, because so many times when I looked at a thought I have found with mentoring and with myself, we can so get so mad at ourselves that we thought the thought that we get fixated on the thought that we thought that was bad yeah. rather than saying, where did this thought come from and what's the root of it? Not just a surface level. So if I'm feeling insecure, not just that I'm insecure, but what is making me feel insecure and actually get into the root of that. So I just, I, I totally echo that interrogation and holding it to sift through where it came from and understanding that every thought that I have isn't mine to own has been truly helpful for me. Like that came, but I don't have to hold it. My mom would say this all the time. Like the devil ain't your friend and he don't like you. So why sit down and have a tea party with the thoughts that he's bringing? Mm -hmm. You don't have 
have to do that. You can allow those thoughts to pass and give yourself a new thought and fixate on something else to be able to get your mind to focus in on the thing that you actually should be thinking of, the exalted one that will bring about peace for you. Courtesy of Stylish Day Bowling, your girl is known to serve a look or whatever. So what inside scoop can I give the girls when it comes to must-have wardrobe essentials? Sculpting bodysuits. They are the firm foundation your waist has been searching for. And recently shopping for a new bodysuit, I decided to finally give Skims a try and it's totally worth the hype. The feeling is like no other shapewear I've worn before. It's so stretchy and so that you'll forget you're wearing it. With sizes available in extra, extra small to 4X, Skims is a solution-oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. I love their contouring bodysuits and think everyone should experience this level of comfort. The Fits Everybody collection of bodysuits are lightweight, form-fitting essentials that stretch to twice its size. They are sold in a range of cuts and fits along with nine core colorways and limited edition seasonal color. Sis, you've got to give them a try. Believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims Fit Everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders of $75 all at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you. Select podcast and the survey and be sure to select Woman Evolve in the drop down menu that follows. Now, Dr. Jackie, you told me that when you really began to lean into this level of intimacy and relationship with God, that it emboldened the way that you showed up down to big chopping your hair and owning your hair. And I cannot help but see the correlation between how our spirit flourishing allows for our confidence to flourish. And Mm so I'm wondering, as your spirit has continued to flourish, as you're raising these babies, as you guys are like traveling all over the world, like what decisions do you make? about your health, your nutrition, your life in general that helps to continue to undergird the purpose that you have in the earth? Man, that's so good. Um, I used to laugh at people that took like 30 vitamins a day. <laughs> like, girl, that'll never be me. And I started traveling and I wish I could grab my vitamin thing for you right now. I take 17 pills a day because my knees, I had a really bad ATV accident. My knee has not been the same since. And the girl like to wear high heels sometimes. <laughs> so in order to keep these heels on and to show up looking like I feel like what represents my personality and my flair, I actually have to support the inward the underneath part of the makeup what's going on top of the makeup so girl have to get facials I have to have days where I just take care of me I have to give a lot more no's than yeses Mm. so I have found that every every yes that I give is a no to something and many times that's a no to my family and so I've gotten a lot more conscious about the boundary I set around like no 6 p.m. is going to be time with me and my family and when my boys get out of school at 2 30 on Tuesday Wednesdays and Thursdays I'm picking them up because that feeds my mommy tank and I had to start Mm. to find a rhythm of when 
I've given too much to the world and not enough to my family. And I don't believe in that there's this perfect balance, but I do believe from season to season that I can prioritize. And if in this season, the Lord has made known to me that my baby, my middle baby, for instance, Josh needs a little more attention. I'm going to hold him tight. And when I'm done holding him and I send him off to school, then I can put that down and I could pick up BRJG, but I can't do both at the same time and give my best. And so I've learned to one party at a time, hold it up, pour all. So if it's me and my devotional time, giving to myself, taking my vitamins, eating my egg white and turkey sausage, I'm doing <laughs> that. I'm going to get my one mile in and then I'm going to put that down and then I'm going to start and get my babies ready. But I'm not going to rush to get them ready. I'm going to, you know, roll up the moisturizer through their curls and really love on them to actually show them and that I love them and set them up for a good day. I've learned one thing at a time. And if it's 12 things on the list and I only get the three appreciate the fact that I got the three and give myself grace. It has allowed me to love myself much better and show up much better for all the different facets of life that I'm, you know, I'm called to in the various different ways that the father has called me. So I think that it's helpful for women who hear, who wear so many different hats at one time. Is anyone tired of feeling dehydrated and sluggish after a workout? Or do you struggle to stay energized throughout the day? If I'm talking to you, then listen up. LMNT is here to revolutionize your hydration game and take your health to the next level. It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix that is formulated to help everyone meet their electrolyte needs. On a mission to restore health through hydration, LMNT enhances brain and mental health, heart health, hormonal health, and immune health. Need I say more? I was introduced to LMNT by my trainer while learning about the benefits of electrolytes. I tend to consume the drink in the morning before workouts. Not only does it equip me with the endurance to perform my workout routines better and longer, but LMNT helps regulate my digestion and keeps my skin hydrated while also increasing my quality of sleep. It's the win-win situation you need in your life. And sis, LMNT is all about customer loyalty. That's why they have a no questions asked refund policy. You don't have to provide an explanation and you don't have to send your products back. Now, that's dope if you ask me. Get a free sample pack with your LMNT order by going to drinklmnt.com slash evolve. That's drinklmnt.com. Thank you, LMT, for sponsoring the Woman Evolve podcast. I have to tell you, I take about nine vitamins myself. I'm taking a little, because one, I'm about to live. But one thing about me, let's, y'all gonna, if y'all gonna have to take me out, y'all gonna have to really come find me. Because if it's just gonna be down to me and living, baby, I'm gonna have we these vitamins, baby. Y'all gonna have to come get me. Because she's trying to stick around for a minute. I'm wondering, culturally, even as you're leading this church and you're helping women, how do you separate you know I think even your role as a pastor like how do you separate other people's expectations with the reality that you need to give more no's than yeses how do you qualify what you say yes to man my husband and I talk a lot about qualifying our oil and I think it came through time I saw that I was wasting a lot of oil on the ground. And when you leak oil on the ground, it becomes dangerous. Um, There were lots of people in my life at the time that you would look at their life and you talk to them for one season, 
and they're not doing anything. And they come back the next season, want to talk about the same thing. And after a while, I poured all these sermons and all this energy and all this good wisdom on the ground because you're not being a good receptacle of the thing that I'm pouring out. And I just found that if I have told you the same thing over and over again, and that's not to say that I'm not long suffering or forbearing, but what my long suffering and forbearing looks like changes. So it might be in one season where I'm speaking to you face to face and then it may turn to you might not get a response every time you text me and it may go from that to maybe I just pray for you and you might not be able to come over to the house as much. I have learned to actually communicate healthy boundaries. And so I won't even mm. leave the young ladies or the people that are pulling on me by expectation out there. I think health, communicating healthy helps people understand I don't love you less. But sweetheart, my life is taking on a lot more responsibility and we can't keep talking about the same thing. It doesn't mean that I love you less. It's me helping you to not handicap you to allow you to use some of the things that we talked about. And now when you start using them, come back and see me. We can talk about some new things, but it's helped me so much to just communicate my boundaries. I'll tell people like, sweetheart, I'm not going to be able to meet with you every time you want to meet. That's why we have care pastors. And I love you, but here are the things that I can do. And so I don't set people up to believe that I can do more than I can do. I found it's much more healthy for both of us to know what the actual expectations are. So we on the same sheet of music. Oh, like, did you, the, have you, you practiced, you walked, you stepped in, you danced in. How did you, how you get it here? Took, it took time. I got, this is my breaking point. I was at home one day and a couple came over that had um, moved and they told me they wanted to come to see me before they went back out of town. I was like, cool. They came over to pray and I was like, this was my only day off. I was wore out and I was tired, but I was going to get them 30 minutes because they were leaving for out of town. We ended up in a about four hour marital counseling session. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking up my steps, wore out. I was literally crying tears sitting on the side of my bed by the time I got to my room. And God said, I didn't ask that from you. I didn't ask that from you. And he told me, you can love people, but love yourself as well. And I remember that was the day I decided I'm going to have to start doing things that allow me to love myself that in turn lets me love other people better. And it was from that day forward that I use other. So I have some bulldogs that sit on those gates <laughs> that when Jackie doesn't have enough strength to say no, they already know. No, Monday is her Sabbath. You don't do not text out to Jackie on Monday. So there's some things that I have in place and my friends and my circle will let you know, like, no, Dr. Jackie actually works out at this time. She's not available. So even when I may not have the strength, I have a couple people around mm. me that have a strength enough for me to know that when I wore myself out, they seen me at those breaking points where I'm like, don't tell, tell nobody, don't call. Like I need the whole day. So they generally try to protect me from getting to that space by um, minding those boundaries that we set in place. Like, no, we're going to do three vacations this year. And so they'll ensure that those things are set in place so that other people don't run over them because the, the desires and the expectations and the demands never stop. But your ability to live and take care of your family has to be something you prioritize mm -hmm. and having help will really help you do that. Yeah. And that's how you find the time you have started permission. It's not just a conference. It's an entire brand and experience. Um, you know, it's not like Woman Evolve, but if Woman Evolve maybe had like a sister, you know, or, you know, a relative, you know what I mean? A relative, maybe. Is it fair to call it maybe a relative? We sisters for sure. I'm the little sister because y'all doing major, major mm, things. But no, we still yes. we we still in preschool. Too. 
together. We just figuring it out on as we go. But what I love is like Woman Evolve, it has an emphasis on community. Mm-hmm. And yet there's still it's still growing. It's still changing and it's still reaching lots of people. So as a woman in leadership, what are you giving yourself permission to do now? Whew. I think that at this stage of my life, I am taking deep breaths to not only do, but to reflect. Mm. I don't think that I had that in my life for a long time. Um, even in, I was in betterhelp.com. So mm-hmm. I was using a therapist and she really challenged me um, to where I was one that would set out the roses for everybody else. If you came into a room and there was a woman in a room, I'm going to celebrate you. I'm going to clap for everyone. But when will I ever pause and celebrate Jackie? So I believe that I'm in a season of celebrating myself alongside yeah. all of these other amazing women that I see and that I love and that I appreciate. I'm looking back and saying, baby, you did a book tour this year. You wrote a book. You, you launched an app. I would have never done that in my previous season. A lot of it had to do with uh, feeling like I had to dim my light to be accepted and not be rejected. But I'm owning and celebrating me in this season. Um, I'm getting ready to um, launch a Devo book that'll Mm. come out next year. So Mm -hmm. I really believe in Devo time and like writing with the Lord and taking space, taking up space with him. So I'm always trying to give other women the opportunity to do that. And we are inside of um, Permission Room, which is my mentorship, which is like a nine week intensive where we're getting ready to graduate another 81 ladies that have owned their permission and um, are walking forward in freedom um, this Sunday coming. So um, just some of those things, mentorship, writing a book or Devo book. Um, we're really uh, active inside of my app that we just launched in July and there are women inside of there like living in community and owning their permission inside of them um, inside of that space and so um, we don't know what conference 24 is going to look like I'm still praying into that um, but we do believe it's going to be bigger so really praying about who what those voices look like for permission 24 um, is the major things that are on my heart right now Amen. picking the voices is like one of the hardest things ever and it's crazy because I I feel like all I see on Instagram are preaching clips and yet (laughs) it's tough. It's tough. tough. And you have a limited amount of time and a specific assignment. Like if it were a seven day conference, a 10 day conference, I could throw a bunch of stuff at you, you know, but in this window, I got to make sure that everything hits. And so I'm, I'm praying for you as you Mm -hmm. begin to seek God for 2024. I want to know what woman in your life has been the most instrumental in giving you permission outside of your mother I'm you can't you know we gotta get moms out the way so mom no hard feelings she's literally not allowed to say you uh, <laughs> who's been the most instrumental in giving you permission um I'm gonna say it's a tie okay and for two different reasons it would be you and Priscilla Shire um oh. your your raw fashionista um gonna uncover yourself fully and bear your scars made me believe that no matter how dirty, ugly, um, how unpolished and unboxed it was, it was worth telling because it would free other people. Your story and your journey has been a very liberating thing for me to watch. Um, You just dare to do it. Afraid, wig off, feet, you know, (laughs) shoes off, all of it. And I think the thing that I love about you, Sarah, is, and this is not even just like, because I'm on your podcast, like I'm one of the real ones. So I would be honest. Um, I love that you are in like by grace, 
with God, who he helped cause you to be on stage, but off the stage, you're who you are too. It's so, it's so sweet and it's so humble. Um, you're not forcing Sarah on stage to be Sarah off stage. Mm. And I like that dichotomy. It made me feel like there are times that I don't really feel like shouting and screaming and sweating. And I just want to be in the room. And I don't want nobody to call my name. I feel like you give me permission to be that version of myself yes. as well. <laughs> um, because when Sarah come in a room, she's just like, hey. But when she get on the stage, she's a whole unleashed thing, right? <laughs> um, and when it comes to Priscilla, I just feel like she used words that I just wish I had in my vocabulary. <laughs> she's a little bit older than us. And um, baby girl is taking care of her family and leaving yeah. legacy. So I feel like there's this rich, astute thing about her that makes me want to like rise up um, that I love. I just feel like she's just always inspired me like, girl, yeah, there's still some more out there. Um, so you two combined would be my woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for throwing me in there. Um, yes. I totally agree about what you said about Priscilla. She's I mean, she literally carried the torch for what it looked like to be a woman in ministry in different spaces, right? Like not just relegated to one space or creating your own space. And I have a lot of respect and admiration for her as well. What is one thing that you hope she knows about the impact her life has had on this next generation of women ministers? Mm. I told her this before and I'll say it again. I love that she doesn't take a uh, platform too serious. Mm. She, um, she's never too high to come down to see the one. And mm. I pray I'd never lose that. Um, that's something I feel like your father carries so well. I see it passed down to you. Some people take um, being trusted with people's uh, heart and influence too serious where they become puffed up and like they're too mighty and they can't take pictures or they can't come down to feel the affirmities of other people. I love that she still stays human. Uh, she still cooks. She still take care of her kids. Now I can't cook, but <laughs> <laughs> she still does the real, real women, real woman type of stuff. I love that about her. She still feels like a real person. Mm, that's amazing. Well, Priscilla, we talking about you behind your back, but it's nothing but good stuff. We're so grateful for you. Thank you, Dr. Jackie, for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. It means so much. Y'all will never know because you're listening, but we struggled to get this podcast done. You're listening to a miracle. Just know that as you're closing out this app, if you needed a miracle, this podcast is one of them because here we are. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. I know if you did not take anything out of that podcast, the idea of putting yourself first and maybe figure out your vitamin routine is probably top of your list now. I'm so grateful for Dr. Jackie coming by the Woman Evolve podcast and giving us permission to live our lives out loud and to take care of ourselves in the process. It's about time we break free from our old habits and create better, healthier routines that can help us have sustainability. I so enjoyed this discussion. Thank you so much to our permission founder, sister, woman evolved, little sister, little cousin. We cannot wait to see you at the cookout in heaven for all the work that you're doing. I'll talk to you guys next week.
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.